It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN Primetime. We are off and running on a Wednesday evening alongside Super Bowl champ and Tulane Green Wave great. 1997, not 1998, CUSA Offensive Player of the Year, Sean King. Yep, Chris Redman, I want my trophy, I want my award. <laughs> it's justifiably mine by every metric possible. Oh, man, we got a lot to get to. A busy day of college basketball. Kevin Durant making his Phoenix Suns debut. We will get to uh, some of those player props and what to expect from uh, the Slim Reaper. Are we allowed to call him that? I don't think he liked that. I forget <laughs> if we were allowed to uh, allowed to call him I just him want that. him to be available. I mean. Well, he's available. Ever since he left Golden State, man, he's done a lot. I think he's done more tweeting than he has shooting in live games. So, I mean, just availability would be like a, a step in the right direction. The Phoenix Suns visiting the Charlotte Hornets. That coming up in a little over an hour. The Phoenix Suns, a road 10-and-a-half-point favorite. LaMelo Ball done for the year. Yeah, that stinks. So a uh, tough loss there for the Hornets. Who? Uh, I hope he doesn't turn into his brother. Because I felt like Lonzo. Injured. Yeah, I felt like Lonzo had kind of like found his groove a little bit right before he left the Lakers. And, you know, then he got to Chicago. And, I mean, he's just well, he went been to New hurt. Orleans first. Well, New Orleans, right. That's why, I mean, he found his groove. Mm-hmm. And, and when he got to Chicago, he's been hurt. I hope that doesn't. Because LaMelo was hurt earlier this year as well. Yeah, so. Uh, ten and a half point favorite. We'll certainly hit on that. 
Uh, shouts to uh, Rick Kamla, who uh, was all over under 37 and a half for Damian Lillard last night. Uh, put some context on it. Did he have 37? He did not did have, he have 38 points? So the, the ticket cashed 100%. They had, they, he scored 25 points, Sean. Okay, but if we go back and, the, uh, and look at the halftime score, hold on, where is this at? Okay, at halftime, it was a lot to a little. I mean, the Trailblazers were up 65 to 48. So, they, game flow. They lost by 18. I know. So, you would think that Damian Lillard would then have to be pressed into action. I think he took his foot off the gas. That is the worst. I said I think he took his foot off the gas. Having not watched the game. <laughs> so, we had a guest come on. Give out a prop play that hit by 12 points, and you're trying to put context on it because the Portland Trailblazers, me, led by seven, led by let me, 17, let me you, let me ultimately lost on, by 18, right, and you're saying question. that Damian Lillard, who was averaging hey. 40 points per game in the month of February, took his foot off the gas in the second half, hey, in a second half in which they got outscored by 35 points. I knew you were going to attack I just, me. I just was curious if that was the right. I was just I, I, processing I, that right. I knew you were going to I just, I was just curious. attack me for uh -huh. this. This game is the reason why the NBA should fold about 10 teams and go to one league and just play it based off of that. 32 teams is too much. Well, they have 30 right now. 30, 30, that, whatever. They will have 32 right. in a short time. What is will the be here in Vegas. What is the Trailblazers' salary this year? I don't know. Dame makes like $55 million, so whatever. Him plus whatever it is. You know, you have a you have a thing called a computer in right. front of you. You can so, look it up. Oh my goodness. This man, look at this thing, Tim. I mean, this is a team that has Dame Lillard making forty two million this year, Anthony Simmons making twenty two million, Jeremy Grant twenty million, Yusuf Nurkic fifteen million, and a whole bunch of other guys that are making four million or more. Are you getting to a point? Yes, I am. Okay. They were up. 65 to 48 at the half. They lost 123 to 106. Okay. I don't I don't care. There's no way you Damian should, Lillard went under there, 37 and a half. There's points. no way you should have a payroll that's as substantial as an NBA team and not only not be able to hold a 65-48 lead, but not even be able to win lose by 10 or less. They got to fold a whole bunch of these teams. There's too many teams, too many bad players. It's why I don't get involved on a side in the NBA. It, it, it's, it's utterly ridiculous across the board. Shout out to Golden State for coming back. That, that, that's embarrassing. For a team with that payroll, like if I was the owner, I, just, I mean, I got to come have some real conversations with my team and my coach. Like, this is unacceptable. Okay, so. This is unacceptable. So, let me get this straight. Do you agree that the NBA should fold I, about 10 I, I, teams? I'm just, I'm, hold on, I'm trying, I'm trying to. No. no, no, no do no. you agree no, that I the don't. NBA should fold about 10 teams? I do not. All right. I think they should. So, let me get this straight. I was given props to a guest. Well, I gave just, a, hold on. He hold deserves on. props. Hold on. Good call on, hold on, on, hold on, on Damian on. Lillard. And then you said, well, the Blazers were up at the half. Ultimately lost by double digits. And your point was. That an all star, an all star, took his foot off the gas, and then that led into <laughs> the most bizarre rant of 
the NBA folding 10 the teams. The NBA should fold 10 teams. Okay. 30 so I just, much. where we started, you know, what, what's the, what's the meme? Like how we started, how it's going. <laughs> Can anybody out there under, what the hell are we doing? Hey, what just happened? Damian Lillard scored 25 points last night. His prop total was 37 and a half. We had a guest come Great on. Great call. Said play the You said, well, let's put context on it. They were up at the half. Right. But then they lost said game. So that would usually mean that the best player on that roster would have to rise to the occasion. Well, obviously he did it. Yeah, he did. Because I think at halftime he had like, what, 19 or something? So then that would be a pretty darn good call. Yeah, great call. A pretty good bet. Great call. My my context was... That the NBA should fold 10 teams. They should fold 10 teams. Okay. Yeah, this is ridiculous. I'm just saying with those kind of payrolls, you shouldn't blow 17-point halftime leads and lose by 18. Like, how is that even possible? Wow. Britton, you got, like, Advil back there? I have no idea. What, what, what just happened? Did I go into, like, an alternate I've universe? I've been sitting. You, you, I've, been, I've been having this cooking because you know how I've talked about the NBA and how I don't like the fact that the players aren't available and they low manage and they never play. And, mm-hmm. and so this is, this is a part of that soliloquy. Like, the NBA should get – Get rid of 10 teams. Okay. But, I mean, the, the, the values of the teams are the all-time I mean, all-time the Phoenix Sultan just got sold for $4 billion. Yeah. And yeah. the Milwaukee Bucks were just evaluated for $3.5 billion so that Jimmy Haslam Everything, can hold up the Larry O'Brien trophy if the Milwaukee hey, Bucks win. But everything – You didn't have an – did you not – you didn't every, major in economics at no, listen, Tulane, did listen, you? listen, listen. Everything about owning an NBA franchise – Things to be profitable. The problem is there are too many players. Like, okay. there, there are too many players. It impacts, to me, the competitiveness. It impacts the, the I guess, desire to, to compete need to... night in and night out. Because how do you, how are you up 17 and lose by 18? And so, I just read you what the salaries are for the Trailblazers. Have you... Like, have you watched an NBA game? Yes, this I happens have. all the time. I'm the one that told you you might as well not even watch an NBA game to the last three minutes of the fourth quarter. That's a terrible way to like have an evaluation of a product. Even though I know the TV contracts are huge and you know all the revenue generated from owning an NBA franchise in an all-time high. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying like the, the league's watered down. Like night in and night out, the product stinks. Like, it really does. It stinks. When's the last time you watched the NBA basketball game? It was like, darn, that was a good game. Now, the, the, the Damian Lillard under point uh, prop was great. Good call. Cashed the ticket. This wasn't about me attacking Mr. Kamala. He came on. He had a... And it uh, was, because you said, no, I, let me put context on the good bet, because I felt like... Maybe I worded it wrong. Your goal was... I wasn't attacking Your Mr. goal Kamala. was to say, hey... I was attacking the NBA. Your goal was to say, hey... They were up big at half, so he took his foot off the gas. Then they lost answer, the game. Answer this question. Okay. When's the last time you watched an NBA game and you was like, darn, that was a good game? Um, when I saw I watched a Bucks game recently. That was pretty impressive. Yeah, they're pretty good. And what they were on? 18 in a row. Shout out to Milwaukee. I watched uh on Saturday. I watched uh it was Friday night. I watched the Clippers and uh was a clip the Clippers Denver game and the Clippers 176 175 yeah, that, that was a terrible Kings game. Clippers and then on uh, yeah. Saturday night I watched the Sixers and Celtics that uh, Jason Tatum hit you the, can make the game comedy winner. of something that 
I view as a, a critical, critical issue surrounding the NBA, but I'm not changing my opinion on this. Too many teams, the game's too watered down. Too many players stink that are getting compensated at a high level. Like, I would just, I'd, I'm just telling you, I'd be on 10 if I was watching the game as the Trailblazers on, or a whole bunch of other teams to get these big leads and then lose by more than they were up. Like, that's just an effort thing. It seems like, as a, let's just, let me just, once again, just spitball here. You know, once again, this is a gambling network. You would seem like, hey, it would be advantageous to maybe bet the second half yeah, of a team down. That's, that's one angle. 17. I've said that before. But let me put context on it. No, I've said that before. I said if you like a favorite and they're down, you know, in-game betting them is cool. I'm just talking about the overall product. I mean, if you don't agree with it, that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. That's mine about the NBA. Because I've had people come in and ask me why, why I don't bet the NBA. And I have people that listen and watch our show that are like, you know, can you guys do more NBA stuff? That's one of the reasons I just, I'm not really into the NBA. Maybe I'm unique or different or, you know, on an island by myself. But, I mean, I just have a hard time when you look at the compensation level of the players, you know, teams consistently not being able to maintain these huge leads. I guess that's, hey, is what it is. This is the most bizarre start to a show in our history. Well, I got my point across that I don't know. The I, NBA needs to fold 10 teams. I mean, they're not. I know they're not. They're going to actually add two I know, more. So and, one's, and one's going to come to Vegas. Just make it worse. And another in Seattle. Yo, I don't want to alienate there'll LeBron. will be 32 teams. I don't want to alienate LeBron, though. Yeah. So, we just got an uh, economics lesson. A league that has two franchises that just got sold for $4 billion. Hey man, the they should fold 10 of them. The product is awful. I mean, I tell you one thing. We go to break. Nothing has shown more promise than the economics program down at Tulane University than that we just got right there. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM account, any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day. Of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 522 4700. Alongside economics professor Sean King, <laughs> I am Tim Murray. It is VSIN prime time. Um, you good? Good? I, I hold fast. Air, aired it out? I hold fast to how I feel about the NBA right now. All right. Well, congrats. They should change. They're them. very worried. They're, well, they're not. They're not. <laughs> um, Kevin Durant's debut will be tonight. We'll get to that here in just a moment. But we do have the NFL Combine going on, Sean. And, you know, a player that you and many others are very high on is Jalen Carter. And the question now is the ongoing situation regarding Jalen Carter and the allegations that were presented today. So Jalen Carter today was charged with reckless driving and racing in connection with a crash that killed a teammate and a recruiting staff member. The Athens 
Clark uh, County Police Department issued an arrest warrant attained on Wednesday by the Associated Press, which alleged that Carter was racing his Jeep against a Ford Expedition driven by the recruiting staffer, which led to the crash back on January 15th. Uh, Jalen Carter put out a statement on social media today that read as followed. This morning, I received a telephone call from the Athens, Georgia Police Department informing me that two misdemeanor warrants had been issued against me for reckless driving and racing. Numerous media reports also have circulated this morning containing inaccurate information concerning the tragic events of January 15, 2023. It is my intention to return to Athens to answer the misdemeanor charges against me and to make certain that the complete and accurate truth is presented. There is no question in my mind that when all of the facts are known, that I will be fully exonerated of any criminal wrongdoing. So obviously, Sean, this is an incredibly serious matter where back in January, two people lost their lives. Jalen Carter is thought to be the top defensive player in the NFL draft. And I know Todd McShay was was getting a lot of uh, cr- criticism for mentioning that there were some people in the league saying that there was some potential off-the-field issues regarding Jalen Carter. So if you're the Chicago Bears, if you're whoever atop the draft, how do you play this out, Sean? This is this is kind of the unique circumstance about how do you play out this J- the Jalen Carter situation right now? So this is interesting for me because, and first of all, prayers, you know, out to the families who lost uh, children, uh, people who lost their friends, like in this situation. <clears throat> Anytime something like this happens, Tim, I try to look at the facts. So there were two fatalities mm-hmm. in this situation. I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. Yet the warrant is only a misdemeanor. So they're not saying that they think Jalen was responsible or culpable, it seems, in the outcome that took the two, the lives in this situation. So I don't really understand, like, and listen, I, I'm, I'm not anybody that's an expert when it comes to law. I never have, have been to jail, don't plan on going. Um, I mean, what, what's, what are they going to give him, a speeding ticket? Like, this, is the, I, don't, I don't understand I don't know. The, that part of it. You, you, is, I mean, it's, you're issuing a warrant, is that to give him a ticket? I mean, like, if somebody pulls up to me at a light and revs their engine, I mean, a race means that, okay, I decide to go and, and accept the challenge. So, so I, I don't, I, did he cut the people off? I mean, was there a, a, a bump? Like, this is one of those things I don't have a lot of information for. Yeah. So I wouldn't, I mean, but I, I think it's something that you have to let play out because the warrant's only a misdemeanor warrant. And they, they're saying, what are they going to give him, a ticket? Do they have video uh, from somewhere of... of of them, I mean, I hear reports that maybe he was there when it happened, left, came back. Like, I, I don't have, like, all of the facts, so it's really hard to make, you know, a, a sound or have a sound opinion, you know, on what happened. I will say this. I do think in a draft that I think is weak at the top from, like, elite-level prospects, Jalen Carter is the best prospect regardless of position in this draft. Well, and the question I have, too, is – does this knock him enough that he doesn't get selected either first overall or the first defensive player because you've got other, you know, are our teams going to look at 
this situation as, you know, remember on draft night a couple of years ago when the Laramie Tunsil thing, you know, unfolded with the with the picture surfacing of him and he, you know, dropped decently in that draft. So that that's the question I have is, you know, does this situation, which is an ongoing investigation, ultimately lead to teams questioning whether or not they should select Jalen Carter at as the first top as the top defensive player? Is this, you know, when you when you look at it from the from the betting angle, do you look at someone like Will Anderson? maybe going ahead of Jalen Carter because the market actually, as of yesterday, before this all came out, the market actually moved in Jalen Carter's favor where he was now, I think at DraftKings at minus 105 to be the first defensive player selected. So that's, and you know this as a former agent, former player, you know that teams are are finding, trying to find any little thing to, you know, either knock a player Drop him down. So I'm just curious if this ultimately I don't affects think Jalen Carter. I, I don't think it does if it because if it, if this was a uh, a felony arrest warrant mm-hmm. or something that's led me to believe that they're going to hold him accountable for the outcome with the other vehicle, then it think it'd be something different. You know, you talk about Larry Tunsil. So that's a great you know example of, that teams pass on a three time Pro Bowl tackle, yeah. which yep. I mean. Because what? The night of the draft, because there was a he picture. Had, he had a mask on, and now I smoking, mean, marijuana is legal weed. in what, yeah. over half the country, right? Yep. So <clears throat> that's my thing, like, and not comparing necessarily that to this where somebody died, but, I mean, you have to get to the bottom of what exactly happened. Uh, are there any other incidents where this is, seems to become a trend or something that is actually a part of his character, or was this an isolated situation where, you know, they were doing something one night in a tragedy you know, resulted from it. Like, you know, so I'm not a person that's really in the know when it comes to UGA football. It's very interesting that this information didn't come out initially. The same way it's very interesting that the Brandon Miller information didn't come out initially, especially because we live in such an information age. So, I mean, we'll see. I, I just think in a, in, a weak, in a weak draft where there's not a whole lot of elite-looking talent at the top, I don't think this will impact Jalen Carter as much as it would in years where, you know, people thought that they were still getting a potential Hall of Famer, you know, late in the first round. This is a draft where the top 10 picks, it's a clear separation between them and and everything else in this draft. And And he's the best of the top 10. And as of right now, look, the Laramie Tunsil picture surfaced, right, the night of the draft. So maybe teams were were scrambling. Clearly they were because he dropped down, uh, down in the first round. Now this you know, is you know this is a situation that? that six seven weeks. probably half the execs own that same mask and they talk themselves <laughs> out of a three time Pro Bowl tackle. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we will see. But uh, that was a, a big development today up at the NFL Combine. We'll hit on some more NFL nuggets here in a little bit. Jim Root will join us talk some college hoops uh, in just about five minutes. But real quickly, Sean, Kevin Durant making his debut tonight. The Charlotte Hornets, believe it or not, have won five in a row. Uh, their longest win streak of the year. Kevin Durant making his Phoenix Suns debut over under on points tonight is 20 and a half rebounds, five and a half assists, three and a half. If you do think he's going to go off over 30 points, plus 375, a double double nets you plus 950. Um, Look, I'm not a big time prop NBA guy. Um, there are plenty of people out there that are, and uh, you know that's what they like to handicap. But 
you were saying it during the break. It feels low. It does feel low, but my curiosity and my question would be, what type of minutes restriction is Kevin Durant going to be on tonight? Well, it's juice to the under. It's his first game back from what actually had to be like a, a legitimate injury because of the time missed, you know, most of it in Brooklyn, but also here with the Suns. The Suns have played, what, five games, I think, post-All-Star break, if I'm not mistaken, and this is his first time participating. So, you know, you also get the the other side of this. Like, what mindset are the Hornets? And you mentioned they had won five straight, and then right when things look like they're heading in a positive direction, they lose their best player, LaMelo Ball, for the rest of the year with a foot injury. So where is their mind going to be? This turns into a blowout, he probably plays less. Absolutely. You know, maybe they'll be up at, like, halftime, but what if they lose that lead? Does he go back on the floor? Ten teams need to go. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking college hoops with Jim Root next. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Well, we've got a new lineup here at VSIN, and we've also got ourselves a couple new podcasts. VSIN continues to expand its catalog of popular sports betting podcasts to cover every corner of the sports betting menu, no matter what sports you like to bet or how experienced you are. You'll find a podcast for you, baby. The VEASAN College Basketball Betting Podcast has some of the best college hoops analysis around, if I must say so myself, breaking down the betting odds, lines, and totals. Yours truly will be hosting three episodes a week. More to come during March Madness. Matt Newmans, Adam Burke, others stopping by. The VEASAN Hockey Betting Podcast featuring Danny Burke and Andy McNeil. Also, we'll have you covered twice a week. They're free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Alongside Tulane Green Wave great Sean King. Might be losing your coach. Some rumors, Ron Hunter Jr. Ron Hunter could be uh, interested in Georgia Tech. Isn't, what's up with Tulane going to Georgia Tech? Uh, he's from Atlanta, right? Isn't that where Georgia State is located? So, I mean, it gets him back to Atlanta. Couldn't blame him. I wish he would have actually won something while at well, Tulane. He hasn't, like hasn't, maybe an American conference uh, or something. Well, the number one team in the country is residing. All right. Houston's beatable. Yeah? Yep. Okay. Uh, let's bring in our next guest, we love him. Jim Root, three-man weave. Catch him on Field of 68. Busy man. So we appreciate him as we got. This is this is your time. And I'm not knocking, you know, Jim in, in two weeks when we have the bracket. But, like, this is your time to shine, right? These, these low to mid-majors. Nobody knows these conferences more than you. So I, I feel like, you know, this is, this is like you just standing up there in Chicago being like, ask me anything, people. That sounds like a don't mess this up, kid. What do you? Let's see what you got here. All right, I'll I'll do my best. Well, Hopefully, I'm able to give a little insight. On the nightcap last year, you gave us some nice uh, mid-major conference winners. It was uh, it was a nice run. But I do want I, I want to vouch for Jim because I don't have his actual cell number. Because I mean, obviously, he doesn't consider me a real friend. But I do follow him, and he follows me on Twitter, so I can DM him and get information. And I mean, he's the king of. Oh, I like Sacramento State under 128 and a half. So you're right. Like when it comes to like. Oh, and you probably send the same thing to Jim. Like instead of, hey, how are you? What you got? And then when he gives you a winner, you don't thank him. Well, I don't want to get over my word count when it comes to hitting sin for the day. So right. I keep it short, brief. Once to again, the point. bad person. Um, all right. <laughs> let's get to uh, the big news of the day. Some some really unfortunate news for Tennessee. Zakai Ziegler, Ziegler uh, their starting point guard, done for the year with a torn ACL. You know. Jim, I was not a, a big believer in Tennessee 
going deep in the tournament just based off of their offensive struggles. But how big of a loss is this for the Vols moving forward this season? So from my eye test, I think it's pretty huge. Um, he's on the short list, the top 10 uh, semifinalist for national defensive player of the year because the way he pressures the ball, he gets up in ball handler's face for 94 feet, really sets the tone for them. And uh, Rick Barnes and some of his teammates have talked about how he's kind of the heartbeat of that team, really the, the intensity, the head of the spear, I guess, for the, the number one defense in the country for Ken Palm. And offensively, they don't have a lot of other guys that can go outside the framework of an attack and create a shot for somebody. So that's that's the negative. However, if you're a Vols fan, I, I wouldn't panic yet because some of the on-off numbers are actually relatively encouraging without him. Um, there's not that big of a drop-off. Vescovy played some solid point guard for them, and, and Josiah Jordan-James came in as almost a jumbo point guard back when he was a high school recruit. So they have some ball handling options, especially if Tyree Key is, is going to be healthy, and it sounds like he will be. I, I just wonder if the, the gear that he provides, both defensively and just from an emotional standpoint, might knock the Vols a little bit. And yeah, I, I was already kind of down on him too, so I'm, I'm concerned for them. Yeah, averaging two steals a game. More importantly, Jim, they've got to account for 29 minutes of on-court time that he provided. And for a team that struggles to score – I mean, losing a guy that put, kicked in 11 a game, I think it's significant. I already was down on Tennessee. I think this probably eliminates them for me, for the SEC tourney, and for making a legit run in March Madness. Yeah, there's already so many concerns about them, people being skeptical. They did respond really well last night against an Arkansas team that has been rolling with Nick Smith back in the lineup. I believe they were 7-1 and one against the spread uh, since Nick Smith, or when he's playing 20 minutes or more a game. And Tennessee took care of business there, but they're not going to be playing at home in the tournament, and I think they got a boost from the crowd, so we'll see if they're able to keep that going going forward. Jim Root joining us, Second Chance Points. That is his Twitter handle. You can follow him there. You can follow the three-man weave, always pumping out good content, and they'll be uh, loading you up with content as here we are in the month of March. We're going to hit on some of these uh, mid- to low-major conference tournaments on the other side of the break. Jim is kind enough to hang with us for a couple segments here this evening. But let's look at tonight's card, a team that you have really backed this year. Uh, they took a little dip when Mike Miles went out. Uh, TCU at home. The market seems to be back in TCU. You're seeing numbers as high as 3.5. You can get a 3 out there if you're looking to uh, back the Horn Frog. So uh, how do you break down Texas and TCU tonight, and is there a play at this current number in your opinion? Yeah, I like TCU, but I would hunt that three. I don't really want to lay three and a half there. Uh, that That's a little bit dicier. However, if I had to bet it, I, I would still go Horn Frogs. The first game between these two and Austin, TCU really controlled it. They were up double digits for basically like the middle 20 minutes of the game. I think got up as many as like 15 to 17. And then they slowly but surely let Texas get back in it. Uh, the shooting issues kind of caught up to them a little bit. I, I think they kind of controlled that stuff tonight back home. Texas is three and six against the spread on the road this year, not covered, covering by an average of two a game. It's just they're not the same team away from Austin. And TCU, I think, will continue the ascendancy now that uh, Miles is back in there. I think they're a top 10 team power rating-wise when Miles is in there. And so you, you give them at home against a team that, Maybe it's about their equal, at least the way I perceive it. Uh, definitely lean towards TCU here. I feel like TCU has a whole team of multi-sport athletes, meaning great athletes, can run, jump, get up and down the court. Talk me through big picture when a team struggles to hit the three like TCU does, shooting 29% on the year, which has them 354th in the country. Now, granted, Texas doesn't shoot it well either, 
But long term, is that such a deficiency that they can't ultimately overcome it and, and win huge? It's a concern. And I think for me, almost the, the bigger concern is the total unwillingness to shoot it. And I know they're unwilling because they're bad at it. I get it. Uh, that, that, that makes sense. But I think defenses really load up in the paint against them because they're like, all right, even if I do leave Damian Baugh open or, or Micah Peavy, they're only going to shoot it really reluctantly. And only if it's like this perfect in rhythm kick out three and that bogs down the paint, which is where TCU lives. They're a phenomenal cutting team. The interior passing between their bigs, their wings, those multi-sport athletes you're talking about, usually pretty on point, but if teams really pack the paint against them, it, it's a problem. So I want to see just a little bit more willingness to take those threes, even if they're only shooting 30%. Uh, I, I think they've got to do that just to keep defenses a little more honest. Jim Root hanging out with us. We'll talk some conference tournaments on the other side of the break. Uh, other top 25 matchups here, but before we get there, I know that you've got a game that is really firing you up. <laughs> Tulsa is 4 22-2 and two ATS, and that includes a cover against East Carolina where if you actually got in early, Tulsa did not cover that game. So tell us why you're laying the lumber with the Bulls of South Florida against Tulsa. Yeah, it's mostly because Tulsa's really bad, as you mentioned. 4-22 um, four, four is, is the easy thing to refer to, but they're also 1-8-1 and one against the spread in their last 10. Their only cover is the one you're referring to where they did cover the closing line, but not the opening line. Their two best guards are out, Sam Griffin and Anthony Pritchard, their best scorer, their best creator. It just kind of feels like they've rolled over a little bit. They've been blown out repeatedly over the past couple of weeks of the season, including by this South Florida team in Tulsa. Uh, the Bulls won by 26 on the road. Now they're back home laying 13 and a half, 14. You might be able to get a slightly better number in the market now because South Florida's big man, Russell Chiwa, just got announced out with injury. I'm not that worried about it. I think they've got the athletes to just batter this Tulsa team in the paint and with no guard play really for Tulsa now with those two guys potentially still out. I'm, I'm still comfortable laying it with South Florida here. You know, I'm telling you, outside of who was actually on the grassy knoll that day in Dallas, Texas, I mean, Brian Gregory still having a job down in Tampa, University of South Florida is probably the second <laughs> greatest conspiracy that exists in this country. But I believe in you, Jim. All right, Jim. Before we wrap up, uh, before we wrap up this, because I don't want to spend any more time on South Florida, Tulsa, uh, Maryland, and Ohio State. This line is going all over the place. It's spooking me. It's making me think stinky line. I mean, the 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 market has been way too high on Ohio State pretty much all year, and now here we are, Ohio State is a pick against what seems to be a pretty hot Maryland team who, uh, by their own admission, stink on the road. So wrapping up this uh, this segment with you, Ohio State and Maryland, what's up with this line? Yeah, this is what the stoppable force versus movable object here. Uh, Ohio State against anyone, and then Maryland on the road, three and six against the spread. Their only wins are at Louisville and Minnesota. Can they beat an actual top 100 team? Like wh whatever you think about Ohio State, they're better than Louisville, they're better than Minnesota. I actually do lean towards the Buckeyes here. Uh, obviously, the line is kind of waffling around one either way. But Ohio State did look good over the weekend, and I think we get a second strong performance from them in a row. Embrace the stink! Yeah, what could go, go wrong back in Ohio State? I've done it like seven if times If you do bet year. them, give you some advice. Don't actually watch the game. All They're right. terrible to watch. More with Jim Root. What futures should we be looking at in conference tournaments? We'll do that next.
Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Even a wager that misses can still be a slam dunk with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Place a one-game NBA parlay wager with four legs or more, and if you miss one leg, you'll receive up to $25 back. Just opt in to the, this promotion on BetMGM's website or app with one-game parlay. You can make selections within a single NBA game, including team and player props. Opt in to the promotion, then place in one-game NBA parlay wager of four legs or more, and you'll get up to 25 bucks back if, you're, if you miss by one leg. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable. Free bet or bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days. From issuance, please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, D.C., Nevada, or New York. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is VSIN Prime Time and continuing our chat with our good friend from the three-man weave. You could follow all his work and content. Follow him on Twitter at Second Chance Points, 3MW underscore MVB. It's his crew over there, the three-man weave, also the field of 68. They're doing some great work with as well. So here we are. It's March. We had some conference tournaments start the other day, and we've got some odds out here. So I want to run through some conference tournaments uh, in just a bit, but one bet that you have made currently is Colgate out of the Patriot League, which is a home site league, and then Liberty out of the A-Sun, which is also a home site league, but Liberty is actually the two-seed, Kennesaw State currently the one. You've put these two together, and uh, as I put them right now at DraftKings, that would be a plus 108 parlay, Jim. Why do you like this particular parlay? Yeah, get crazy, Jim. A couple of minus 200 favorites. <laughs> way to go. Uh, way to come on and give out the risky stuff. But no, I, I like this one a lot. Colgate is uh, the best team in that league by far. They won the conference by six games. I think they are going to roll through that tournament playing at home. Uh, and then Liberty, you mentioned they they probably will have to play a, a road game in the championship. However, if Kennesaw does lose in the semifinals, Liberty will get a home game. Uh, but I did watch Liberty at Kennesaw the one time they played this year, and Liberty controlled that game completely. They were up 10 late in the game, and then Kennesaw just went nuts the final five minutes. They did not have an empty possession, which is really rare against Liberty's off or Liberty's defense. Tough pack line. Uh, I, I think with their senior leader, Darius McGee, he's not quite Antoine Davis of Detroit in terms of career scoring, but he's been prolific throughout his career. Uh, I, I think both Liberty and Colgate take care of business, and I'll take that just just barely above even odds there. Hey, plus 108, that's still uh, bringing home a little profit there. Uh, well, regardless, you, you win your bet. So uh, Liberty, Colgate, Patriot League, and A-Sun parlay. Uh, now we're just going to kind of run through it here. Uh, the Sunbelt Conference Tournament, uh, this is a neutral site uh, in Pensacola, Florida, which uh, makes a ton of sense considering no teams from the Sunbelt are located in the state of Florida. So <laughs> why wouldn't you go play your conference tournament in a state that nobody resides in? Uh, this conference tournament, just based off of the odds, Jim, does seem wide open, right? I'm looking at DraftKings odds right now. Marshall is the favorite at 2-1. to one. Uh, They just lost to Old Dominion uh, to wrap up their regular season. Louisiana Lafayette plus 360. So it, it real, really feels like it's kind of a jumble there. Any feel or, or any teams look you look at worth a long shot in the Sun Belt? 
Yeah, we had some fun with this one last year, Tim. I believe we got uh, two long shots to the final yes, with we did. Louisiana and Georgia State, so that worked out well. I like Louisiana again. They're, they're plus 360, plus 350, somewhere in the in the market, around the, the third best odds. It is strange that Southern Miss, who won the regular season outright, is a uh, plus 500. They're, they're the fourth favorite to win, but that kind of tells you, you know, it's a neutral site. These teams are relatively even. Uh, that, that, that's why that is. But the, the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana, very deep team. Their best player is a former five-star recruit, Jordan Brown, went to Nevada, then Arizona, uh, and has been really, really solid there for them, like borderline player of the year. And mostly, I'm not super high on Marshall in this format. They play about six guys, and I don't think they're going to have the juice to play this many games in a short period of time with their tempo. They're like one of the fastest teams in the country, despite having no depth. So that makes me move past them. James Madison, worth considering, but they're up on that that top half with Southern Miss. Louisiana's the three seed down with Marshall, the two. So I, I like the Cajuns there. You had to go further down the board. South Alabama's been the hottest team in the league lately. I think they've won seven of their last eight in conference. And Old Dominion just beat the top two seeds, Marshall and Southern Miss at home. That could be worth a swing, but really the only one I'm looking at betting is Louisiana. Talking once again to Jim Root, who has uh, broken down all of these conferences uh, in depth, and uh, make sure to follow him to get all of that uh, in-depth breakdown. I want to get to a, a tournament that really intrigues me uh, because I'm, I, you know, as a basketball fan, I want the number one seed to emerge, and that would be the Summit League, which is uh, one of the reasons why I think it's just ridiculous that these one-bid conferences go to neutral sites. It, it's not a massive advantage for Oral Roberts, who has to play the same amount of games as basically everybody else. They went 18-0 in conference play. They're minus 190 at DraftKings to win this conference tournament. Is this a tricky spot for Oral Roberts, who you know really ran through that conference with, with relative ease for the past two and a half months? It's a little tricky, and I'm with you. There are some other leagues that format it so that their top seeds go to the semifinals. The OVC, the WCC do that. And then there's the the leagues that do the home court. And it, for some reason, the Summit doesn't do that. Now, I love the Pentagon where they play. I, I can't really complain about that. But Oral Roberts is just the class of this league by far. Um, like you said, undefeated usually is hard to do in this league, but it's been done the last two seasons. Uh, even in the Dakotas with maybe a slightly hostile crowd, I like this Oral Roberts squad quite a bit. They made that run two years ago. They still got Max Acemas from that team. A couple other guards are actually still around, so some serious postseason experience. And they've got a true center now. Connor Vanover played at Cal, then at Arkansas. Seven-foot-three, big-time shooter. Play, gives them that pick-and-pop option, plus a shot blocker. I, I have a hard time seeing anybody but Oral Roberts win this. I know that's reflected in the price here. Uh, but I'm considering laying the juice just because I, I'm not that concerned with any of the other contenders. You know, what was that loss to Gonzaga two years ago? Was that who beat them in the tournament? Oral oh, Roberts? Man. Yeah. I know they they beat Ohio State, and I think they beat Florida in the second round. I can't remember who beat them in the Sweet 16. I, I thought it was Gonzaga. Maybe it was Baylor. But uh, anyway, big picture. Arkansas. For, Arkansas. Big picture for Arkansas, Oral Roberts. Can they make another Sweet 16-type run this year in the tournament? Are they a team maybe we should back to win it all? Like, what are your opinions on their uh, chances come the big tournament? Yeah, I wouldn't look at winning it all or anything, but I I definitely think they're going to be a threat to do the Sweet 16 thing again. This team's better than the one that went to the Sweet 16 a couple of years ago. Like I said, they've still got Acemas. He's the guy that runs it all, uh, just a pick-and-roll master, can shoot off the dribble. He's kind of mid-major Steph Curry with that ability. 
And what made them so tough to guard two years ago was the presence of Kevin O'Banner, who's now playing for Texas Tech. But they did a lot of pick and pop stuff, and teams just didn't have the the wherewithal to deal with that at the top of the key. And Vanover, this this big seven foot three stick figure, does the same thing. He's like a thirty seven percent three point shooter at center, and a lot of teams struggle to match up with that. And you can't really help off much to go double those guys because everybody on the Oral Roberts roster can shoot, and their defense is better than it was. Uh, in 2021. So I do think they're a candidate to make a run. Didn't Vanover play at Arkansas? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Arkansas and Cal. Yeah. There was the picture of him standing next to five, five Chris likes. And it was like the <laughs> biggest height disparity you'll find. Uh, <laughs> Ken Palm actually has him listed as seven, five. Wow. There you go. <laughs> Won't stop growing. Yeah. It just keeps on growing. Jim Root hanging out with us. Give me Oral Ramos Purdue in the second round. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That could, uh, could that happen? That would be tough. Right, because Oral Roberts probably like a 12 seed, something like that. Um, Sweet 16, though. Ooh, there we go. Uh, real quickly, uh, we talked to Stucky yesterday on the show, and he said a long shot was Detroit to come out of the Horizon League uh, just because of Antoine Davis, who went off yesterday. Uh, they're on to the, the quarterfinals where they'll take on the number one seed, Youngstown State, which is a home game, and then it goes to a neutral site in Indianapolis if they were to advance. So, Quickly on the Horizon League, anything intrigue you there? Youngstown, the favorite, you know, as uh, Stucky mentioned, long shot is uh, Detroit there at 18 to 1. Yeah, I, I'm not going to bet the favorite in this league. It, it almost never wins. Uh, I'm not a, a huge fan of that. Youngstown has separated themselves a little bit, but I think Detroit's worth a stab because they've got the best player uh, and he's playing quite well. The other one I like is Northern Kentucky plus 380 play a really tricky zone defense. This has always given teams problems in this event. Last year, they made the title game, were up 10, and then blew it late against Wright State. I think they get some redemption this year. Pretty seasoned veteran roster that has a lot of different creators to go with that tricky zone. So I, I think the Norse are my pick, but I don't dislike going with a, a Detroit long shot there. Jim, always a pleasure. I'll just say this. Digger Phelps is in the house tonight. <laughs> Irish, baby. It's the finale for Mike Bray. Come on. You got it. You got it. Come on. Make it happen, Iris. Do it for him. Oh, there's like, they're just like the fifth worst cover team in the, the country this year. No big deal. Him and Tulsa. Jim, appreciate it, man. <laughs> there he is. Jim Root. Follow him on Twitter at Second Chance Points. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 